my Jack Black impression. How'd you like it? It was something. <laughs> you should do a Lizzo impression. No. <laughs> Why not? I am, I'm not nearly that talented. <laughs> sorry, okay. Sorry, when I me, say me, you're not me, that talented on the podcast, you give me a dirty look, but you can say you're not that me, talented. Let me just go get my flute <laughs> that I don't have. It's Wednesday night, and we are back in Rachel's apartment after uh, we were at my house last week because I was on heavy pain medication, and that means it's Starformers <laughs> night. Welcome to Rebels and Robots, episode 13. Ooh, unlucky number 13. With Cameron and... Rachel. This is our weekly chat about Star Wars and... Ro- <laughs> I always want to say robots. <laughs> Transformers. How uh, how was your last week, Rachel? How do you have anything... How? Do you have anything to share? Um, I do. With us? So, um, Star Wars has announced the you know the Star Wars celebration is coming up. So they have announced uh, like the panels that are going to be um, talked about. And so what they did was they did a post of uh, cut. Um, at least I thought they did. Cut what, Rachel? Of like cut panels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like and they were. They were being, they were being sarcastic. Um, and I'm going to be honest, it was on their Instagram and it's not there anymore. That's hilarious. Which is... Do you have a screenshot or something? No. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but what was funny was, uh, maybe start, no, gosh. Okay, yeah, that's really weird. I don't remember where I saw it. It might have been Twitter. But one of the really funny ones, they made a comment. It was, uh, one was about the correct pronunciation of an ATAT. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's I was thinking about that as I was driving the other day. That's hilarious. What do you what do you think it is? Do you a- call it an ATAT, AT-A-T. or at, absolutely. Because one, you don't call it at it's an ATST. Mm-hmm. And just it's it's a uh imperial military machine. No imperial officer would ever say at at. <laughs> they would say. Oh, <laughs> see. Oh, I'm so mad that. Oh, I'm so mad. I can't find it anywhere. So, anyways, um, the other one that was really funny was um, called is Hey Hey, an in-depth talk with Babu Freak. So cute. <laughs> that was actually the one I was disappointed so about. So cute. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to look up Star Wars Celebration canceled and all the results I got were strictly when it's canceled in 2020 <laughs> due to the uh, panorama. The panorama. What is the pandemic? I've not heard that term before. It's okay. You're not on the internet all that often. <laughs> what? Look, the internet's a big place. Yeah, I'm just saying. I am on the internet all the time. Mm. <laughs> this is hilarious because okay, I did I did find the other ones. Uh, there, wow, rejected stars panel. So we got Blue Milk discussing the journey from moisture farm to table. <laughs> uh, Scarif, sand, and other reasons to avoid the beach. <laughs> um, and Nerf herders, half witted, scruffy looking, or just misunderstood. 
<laughs> and then of course the, the babu freak babu, one the hey, hey. So i would i would have been down for that one but the fact when i got canned that's a certified no no <laughs> it's a certified no no moment um i had some other conversations from last week's episodes okay yeah let's hear it uh, or what news do you have uh do i have any news i don't think i have any actual news um I had one slip up of the tongue from last week's episode that I was going to share that I thought was humorous. Fired. And it turned out to be incredibly relevant to this week's episode. So I'm going to save it for later. Oh, okay. Blew Did my it. mind uh, while watching the episode that this this mistake I made last week was somehow relevant this week. Um, let's see. Uh, about last week's episode of Bad Batch, um, Ooh, I got something it. we failed to discuss because I don't know how to operate new IMDb format was who voiced Bad <laughs> saw Guerrera in last week's episode it is it was indeed the voice actor who voiced yes. him in clone wars yes and per our weekly tradition of finding a voice actor who's in transformers <laughs> he voices your favorite robot husband jazz in both of the the first two bayformers video games huh i didn't know that yeah so there's a connection there for you my favorite boy my favorite <laughs> robot boy um and yeah, so what uh, what discussions have you had from the last week? So last, so I'll I guess I'll start with Bad Batch, and then I'll go to the Mandalorian. So, um, do you know who we never saw again in that Bad Batch season? Cody. <laughs> we never saw Cody. Again. He's almost certainly uh, been brainwashed. Or yeah, something. he's been. Oh, oh, we'll see. Or maybe he got rescued off screen. I don't know, but so here I had some thoughts. So you know last week's episodes were the penultimate they were the finale tech Mm -hmm. died yet to be confirmed because if there's no body no one's ever really gone Mm -hmm. um to quote luke (laughs) from the last jedi um so i was just thinking uh imagine if episode 16 where tech died had been actually episode eight and that and then that happening, I don't know how he would have found out, but imagine Crosshair finding that out and that being the penultimate of Crosshair deciding that the Empire Ooh. was wrong. Ooh. I yeah. I actually talked with, I was talking with a friend and I just, like thinking more on it, I would have rearranged the series a little bit. Hmm. I, this is gonna sound terrible. I, I know the episodes for me personally the episodes focusing on tech just didn't land mm-hmm. i think and i think because i know when we watch stuff when, <laughs> when we watch stuff and suddenly like there's a lot of focus on a character it's kind of like hmm yeah i feel like you're gonna die soon and so i think just for me personally those episodes didn't land and i know a lot of people love like a lot of people love those episodes which is probably fine but i think i would have rearranged some of the episodes i think i would have kept the first three as is Mm -hmm. and then i actually would have bumped up seven and eight which were the mid-season where we see rex again and Mm -hmm. and so i would have actually moved a lot of i would have taken out some of the other episodes that i just personally didn't care for Mm -hmm. and i think i would have really liked it if 16 was eight and then we maybe saw more of well the bad batch coping with tax loss mm. um i don't think we're really going to get to see much depending on if there's a big time skip which i don't know if they'll do that too much yeah it's hard to, it's hard to tell that that element you talk about right now is how 
the surviving Bad Batch deal with his death. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's uh, yet to be seen. I think... But it would have given the season more weight, I think. I think the pacing was just awkward. Oh, absolutely. I feel like that's what it was. It was like really fast and then, okay, Mm -hmm. random episode. Um, I will say, I feel like at the end of episode 16... And this is stuff we probably should discuss last weekend, but a lot of lot going on in Mando. Mm-hmm. I feel like Echo's moment in the ship when he's sitting in the Marauder mm-hmm. and he looks over to Tech Seat. I don't know. That was just it was it was like a it was no dialogue. I'm like that just said more mm. than a dialogue. Who said I really enjoyed that part. But I'm gonna be sure. honest. Here's my hot take. I think Tech should stay dead if oh, they absolutely. bring him back. It's going to negate mm-hmm. this whole season, I think. Mm-hmm. And like, I know Star Wars is brings back characters all the time. We get it. Uh-huh. But it's just kind of like if you've had so much build up, this self-sacrifice just to bring him back. It, I agree. Would anything have changed? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just me personally, because I think, I think tech is fine. Tech's fine. He's mm-hmm. not my favorite character. I know some people are really like him so those people probably want him back i just think it would cheapen it um but yeah but that's just me personally tech resonated with a lot of people um so but yeah that was just something i was thinking of other than has anyone edited that scene from avatar the blue aliens one with the falling music to tech falling (laughs) Uh, (laughs) my other thing was about uh mando unless you had more about bad batch um yeah this one i don't this is something i don't want to get too deep into because i'm not qualified to oh talk yes about this too deeply yes but something i don't want to overlook just simply was it came up with a tweet that we watched this week that we watched um yeah that we saw um something that we we had a fairly lengthy discussion about last last week was uh, an early scene in the bad batch double part header between uh tech and fee um mm. and how fee was trying to conjure up any sort of emotion out of tech Did i just said fee was trying to conjure up yes. any emotion out of tech and tech was not giving her anything and we discussed how we didn't really feel that landed one because there was no romantic attachment really established between a n- not there was obviously there was very heavily handed shown emo- uh, attraction from fee to tech but not it was not mutual mm-hmm um, and we saw a tweet that showed yes. how some neurodivergent people, uh, um, how they struggle to show their emotions and might just totally shut down in a, in a moment like that. And we've we've talked a lot on this podcast about uh, tech's neurodivergent uh, characteristics. And so I, um, I definitely would not want to totally discount that reading. I can definitely see someone might someone who is neurodivergent or ha- knows someone who's neurodivergent that's close to them and they might watch that episode, that ep scene. And that scene mm-hmm. might really resonate with them. I definitely don't want to take that away from anyone. But I think, w- one, the issue with that scene in context is there has been no semblance of tech having any feelings for feet. We know what it looks like when tech feels about someone. He shows it in his own way, but we know that he cares about the other mm-hmm. characters of the Bad Batch. We know that he cares about Omega because mm-hmm. he's really tough on Omega. And we know, you know, that's, well, that's not, obviously not necessarily healthy. We know that that is an indicator that that character 
cares for another character. Mm-hmm. There is nothing like that. So while I think it's totally fine if you have an emotional connection to that scene because for it sure. demonstrates something for you sure. don't necessarily see in a lot of media, that's totally fine, if, totally cool. If you like Star Wars, you like Star Wars. Absolutely. You're, we're, we'll be friends. I just am not... But I think there is a not-so-good element of if he is neurodivergent and doesn't... Like, the way I we read it as... Since there's no evidence he has any emotions for her, therefore the logical conclusion is he doesn't have any emotions for her. It's it's hard to, I think it can be hard to show that. And again, we're mm-hmm. not qualified. Yeah. But um, it, I think maybe where it's that can struggle in animation is not mm-hmm. seeing the internal side of mm-hmm. someone. Um, yeah. That tweet also had a good point. And I think I sent this to because someone was like, well, put him out of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And that person was like, that is not always a good thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, what I said. Yeah, you. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it is it is kind of interesting because it's like... I lost my train of thought. She's, but yeah. she's pushing him really hard into a, into a relationship and or conversation that he's just not prepared to have and mm-hmm. or does not want to have. What I well, wanted I mean, to we, make... And not to like relate it, but... <laughs> so much of the bad batch are like we are soldiers yeah mm-hmm. so there's but my main point in bringing it back up again was that i wanted to make it clear that anything i said about that was not a um a comment on real life neurodivergence oh, yes of course it was an observation of the tr- the reality of this fictional world and yes. in this reality i did not see any evidence suggest that tech has feelings for fee and that's how I read the scene. For sure. And I, I think it's just... I think the way that this season was organized didn't help. Yeah, because absolutely. we had the first episode where Fee is introduced. They She calls him brown eyes. We don't see Fee again until like episode five. And then there's a little more flirting. Um, and then... I don't remember what episodes we see her in. But it's all very... It, from what it appears, it definitely just feels very one-sided. Mm-hmm. It feels like she, like, I mean, from the viewpoint, one-sided flirting is not a relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but I've been loving seeing the conversation of sure. tech and how people have been relating to him. It's been fantastic just to see, like, people's love for this character. Um because, like, for me, he's well, he's not a side character. He's just not one of my favorites. So I love mm-hmm. seeing people's favorite characters. So lots of good conversations this week that I've seen online about that. So Yeah. And it is cool. Any Anything that provo- provokes conversation is good. Absolutely. What else you got? Okay. So <laughs> um, this is just a totally, this is kind of a joke. I was discussing Kenobi with a coworker of mine the other day, the show. And he and I was talking about Riva, and he thought I said Reba, like the country <laughs> singer. So of course, and he, he said he got such a kick out of this. So I, he's like, I thought you said Reba, like Reba McIntyre, and I immediately just I said, uh, don't trust your soul to know backwoods Southern Inquisitor. <laughs> Lost it. Very good joke. But along with Kenobi discussion, I had a kind of realization. So you know, last week while the Bad Batch fandom was going through some turmoil, uh, Rebels fans stay winning with, <laughs> with Zeb showing up in um, in the new Mandalorian. In the new episode. Mandalorian. And so a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, we're getting our first uh, taste of Rebels characters in live action. And it made me think, 
Zeb isn't the first Rebels action in live Rebels in live action. Um, because I kind of forgot that we see Fifth Brother and Grand Inquisitor oh, in Kenobi, and I think it's just one of those things that it's like the stark, and it could have been funding, but the stark difference between mm. Zeb's like one to one creation mm-hmm. in CGI versus the Inquisitors. Mm. That is interesting. And you have to wonder if whether the uh, visual faithfulness of the Grand Inquisitor's appearance in live action Kenobi versus how he appeared in Rebels has anything to do with the level of involvement from Filoni as the character's presumable creator. True. It's just, it's definitely interesting. Like, the more I thought about it, I was just kind of like interesting it's like maybe we just forgot about it <laughs> yeah unfortunately kenobi mostly slips my mind as well and and he's super sparse in that show because he is seemingly killed off pretty early in the season and then it mm-hmm. reappears very briefly at the end um something else i have from last week was uh, not I'm oh, sorry, not about last week specifically, but I thought actually I had a while back and I just kept forgetting to mention it was many uh, episodes of our podcast back. I mentioned how it starts to get confusing when we're talking about episodes of a TV show, a Star Wars TV show specifically, mm-hmm. but then also the films in this series are often referred to as episodes and it gets really confusing. Oh, yeah. And I realized here recently, at least in Boba uh, Mandalorian, they're referred to as chapters. Yeah. I think that's very intentional. Mm -hmm. They chose the word chapters to be distinct from episodes. Yes. So I thought that was was kind of interesting. I got one more thing before we, I guess we hop into the episode. Go for it. I totally missed this last week because we were completely overcome by Zeb's appearance. Um, Mm -hmm. But... In that, uh, yes. in that scene uh-huh. of the Re- of the Republic Rangers Cantina bar, mm-hmm. Dave Filoni, Rick uh, Famuyiwa. Ooh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Probably not, but I don't blame you. Rick Famu Famuyiwa. I think that's, and then Deborah Chow, were all in the background. Dave is even wearing his hat. Yeah, they're actually in the very deep foreground. Uh, yeah, like yeah, they're the deep really foreground. close to the camera. They're but really they're easy to miss. And really the only reason you can see Filoni is because of his hat, <laughs> which is very But cute. so they've all played characters um, before. I think it's... Pilots. Oh, wait. This is the wrong... In the first season. Sorry. Ignore me. I mm-hmm. interrupted prematurely. So that was kind of fun. I think a lot of people... Well, because they're in the foreground, it's easy to miss. But I think we also immediately were like, Zeb! <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um... One last note I have. Such a dumb thing for me to share. So it's it's become a uh, a weekly tradition for us to um, quote the famous meme. I won't hesitate. (laughs) And we are leaving out a very key word because this is a a Christian podcast, (laughs) a Christian (laughs) Minecraft server of a podcast. But this entire show up until this week is our first Bad Batch free episode uh we could have been replacing the word the b word with batch (laughs) for bad batch i won't hesitate batch oh man that's good 
I had that pop into my we head today. We should make that into a hashtag for our... <laughs> hashtag I won't hesitate badge. <laughs> the Star Wars creators deciding who to kill off Speaking next. of which, has it, it's been seven days since our last... Uh, Crosshair, Crosshair incident, incident uh, and that's just going to continue to grow <laughs> until the next season comes out. I mean, we're Unless, assume- you know, you never know though. Can you imagine if he just somehow popped into a thing, or if you just, like, I guess theoretically, if you like oh. see him on your social media, we, but- <laughs> we had two different reactions. I thought you were going to say, imagine if there's just not another season. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, ne- it was never. <laughs> that'd be quite sad. Sorry, Star Wars. All the funding went to the next seven Mandalorian seasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the Mandalorian, let's jump right in. I have to. Okay, sorry. I have to show you the out of context meme that I saw on Twitter. So, so this is for Mandalorian season three, episode six, chapter twenty-two. So there you go. I rarely see out of context spoilers for Star Wars because everyone uh-huh. just posts spoilers immediately at 4 a.m. after they stay up to watch the episode. <laughs> I am calling you out if you post spoilers. Stop it. <laughs> You're not cool. Anyways. As a sign that we've probably posted spoilers since we post the podcast sometimes. But anyways. Yeah, but you have to intentionally listen to the True. podcast. So. Maybe maybe in some of our captions. Maybe some of the memes. <laughs> but oh, so, we don't only post the memes until like days after though. So. True. Anyways. So I saw some great out of context memes. I hadn't seen it yet. So I'm like, this is very interesting. So I'm going to show it to Cameron. So we've got Kung Fu Panda, the Clone Wars logo. Um, this is Jon Snow saying, I don't want it. I never have. And, uh, Lizzo playing a flute. Now I don't a hundred percent get the, uh, the Jon Snow quote. Do you want me to explain it to you now or afterward? Do it when it's relevant. Okay. In the episode. Okay, cool. So at the end. Um, but anyways, those were the out of context spoilers I saw. And that's probably one of the best ones I've ever seen. That's fun. <laughs> Amazing. Because, yeah, you would never <laughs> expect. That's just, we'll talk about it. We'll talk, we'll talk about, about it in a minute. We'll let's, um, let's get into it. Um, it opens up with a, not Mon Calamari, but the other fish species from that planet. Yes. We saw them I don't in know what they're season called. two. Because they were, I think they were the fishers, fishermen on the oh, boat. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they go way back. They're, I think they go back as far as the original way trilogy. Back. Um and they it they're squid people um i don't know if that's a <laughs> racially charged term but uh <laughs> stop that um, stop that they uh they get uh hailed by a star destroyer and they try to talk their way out of it but uh we see the new leader of the mando mercenaries axe wolves i always thought it's i thought it was axe wolves which is far cooler <laughs> And apparently he was, I was actually wondering, because later in the episode when we see the Mandalorians, we see the other woman Mandalorian. Costco Reeves. And I was trying to remember who the third Mandalorian in their trio was from season two. Costco Reeves was also with Axe Wolves and standing by him. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I think the third one was the other guy at his left. No, it was Axe Wolves, I think. He is, at least very least, he is oh, credited. Just, oh, the trio with Bo. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say... Yes, sorry. Yes. In season two, when we first yes. meet Bo-Katan, yes. I, did, I did not recognize this character. So this new leader is not some random new guy. Mm-hmm. He is from The Mandalorian. Yep. Uh, season two. Um, just to clear that up. And so then that doesn't... That just kind of reintroduces us 
to this concept they've been building up to the season as these mercenary Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to Bo-Katan and Mando. Did I skip something? No. Oh, well, <laughs> I did, this is kind of a fun detail in here. They are... The Mandos have been sent to capture this ship because mm -hmm. the leader of the Mon Calamari said they have his son. And it turns out it is a Romeo and Juliet-esque yeah. story between these two species, which is kind of cute. Yeah. Um, I I was going to say, because I forgot to... I've gotten to like halfway through the recap to skip through it. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Bo's wig in season two was yeah. so bad. Yeah. I, I feel like at the time it was like, it's not, it doesn't look great, but that could be attributed to helmet hair. Well, it's the first time you've seen the character in live action. I just myself recently rewatched season two and it did not stick out to me. I mean, yeah. And I mean, I hate, I don't, I hate her hair in Clone Wars. It's weird. <laughs> it's got a weird cut. It's very much the Clone Wars style, which I don't really have too much of an issue with. It's just that hair mm -hmm. is not realistic. Um, but so... <laughs> Oh my gosh, her wig. I didn't even realize, I didn't even really think about it, Think, notice a change in season three either until seeing season two Bo again and hmm. being like, oh my gosh, your hair is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks, looks a whole lot better this time. So, um, so yeah, Mando Mercenaries. And so then we hop back to Mando and Bo. Yeah, and they um, have gone. I, Mando, uh, for some reason, Bogotan just knows where they're hanging out. The Mandalorians, and they need their. So this is going to make another run at, for the the throne of Mando of Mandalorian, mm -hmm. Mandalore. Gosh, and uh, so they need to group them all together, and they get to this planet, and it's kind of a. Uh, Everything's very automated. It looks like Disney. Yeah, I thought it kind of looked like Tomorrowland. Which I don't oh. know. You said Epcot, but Epcot, it's all very and then, like Disneyland the monorail. Regardless. Yeah, this is. <laughs> and then so it's very opulent. And my first thought was like, this is just Disney's new hotel. <laughs> like they have their Star Cruiser hotel. Uh -huh. They're gonna have another one, and it's gonna be this. And then we get the reveal. <laughs> yeah, the reveal so of the century. It's, it's all just kind of plugging along here and like okay get, get on with the episode what's going on some doors open up and almost similar to the reveal of darth vader on cloud city <laughs> quite but somehow more terrifying just because it's so unexpected there is a long table full of many wonderfully cast or like designed and costumed aliens having a banquet and at the very end of the two leaders of this this planet Played by none other. One is immediately recognizable because of his voice. And then from a distance, his massive beard that he's grown out. Jack Black. Black. Kung Fu Panda himself. And then it cuts into a close shot. And I would have never recognized her myself. I recognized but... her from far away. I would like to say I recognized her before the close up. Who is it? Lizzo herself. And oh my gosh. The out of context weaves. I... I love Lizzo, first of all. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> I was just talking with my coworker earlier because I showed him the memes. Because he looks up spoilers. He doesn't really care. Uh huh. And I'm like, do you know what this means? He goes, I have no idea what that means. And so I'm like, what does this mean? Why is a picture of Lizzo? Is Lizzo in Star Wars? <laughs> and I can't believe the truth. I was so excited. I was like, you're kidding me. 
what to like ah uh, i just think they're they're just two people that would be like put them in the same room like that is a fun room <laughs> they've got to be hysterical together had all the mandalorians at, laughing I don't at know. first i was so against this at first i was like this is a terrible decision they're just both she's not an actress very clearly jack black is too jack black for star wars it just felt all oh, felt so out of place but as the scene progressed as the characters got some more dialogue and we got to know them a little bit more i have to admit i found them pretty fun oh man i had high hopes for the start i was like man i hope this isn't bad it's just <laughs> of all the cameos i think i could have expected they were not on the list at all uh-huh jack black is making good money this month the mandalorian <laughs> month. and the bowser or yeah. the mario movie not the bowser movie sorry <laughs> yeah i guess it's gonna be a uh a fight on imdb to see who can have the top credits uh pedro pascal <laughs> or jack black <laughs> so oh, hysterical i love it um so i don't know if you've noticed this but so oh gosh i can't remember i really can't remember their character names i think because i'm just like that's jack that's lizzo and jack black oh my gosh so i was like <laughs> their names out of my head but so um oh is it captain or lieutenant bombardier yes His, which is i feel like jack black was like that's uh -huh, the name uh-huh and they're like okay jack black <laughs> bombardier <laughs> um uh so captain bombardier has the same rehabilitation pin that the other imperials had on coruscant yeah the little red yeah. and yellow mm -hmm. pin which i thought which i thought was interesting i mean it was just kind of not nice but i'm like okay there's some consistency so we're gonna take a quick step back okay um the mon calamari uh man who had run off uh, with the yeah. other men the voice stood out to me he's very british he was very young you actually yeah. commented on i thought i thought he sounded familiar <laughs> the comment that he sounded 18 uh -huh. and she sounded like 30s mm -hmm. voiced by harry holland younger brother to oh Tom my holland. gosh i just i just told my cork today i want tom holland to stay out of star wars <laughs> no beef with tom holland i just i they'd have to put him as like a voice or something and not his face in star wars so i just wanted to point that out i'm just sitting That's here crazy. looking at the at everyone who's in this episode and um yeah so a little interesting crazy anyways continue on uh so we then so now our two heroes mando and lizzo and jack black <laughs> the show <laughs> cancel the mandalorian we're now getting the duchess and uh captain bombardier as the new show obsessed uh that are pretty much the uh the droids that they've reprogrammed a bunch of imperial and separatist droids to work for them as just civil servants and uh they're starting to wig out and they task and, but they, uh, the local corporals are they're, they're a totally demilitarized city, so their local corporals are not equipped to fight these droids if if a combat uh, situation were to occur. So 
the Mandalorians because it's their their religious right to carry out their religion and carry their weapons around. Religious right sounds, to conceal carry. Sounds very much like you're in Texas or Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are allowed to keep their weapons with them as they investigate the uh, exact cause of these re, uh, uh, short-circuiting droids who are going crazy and hurting people. Yes. And so then it cuts to a scene where they go talk to uh, the head corporal, which they called him uh, Hellgate, <laughs> which is quite the name, Commissioner Hellgate. And then yet, as if Jack Black and Lizzo wasn't enough, great Scott, it's Christopher Lloyd, yeah. Doc Brown. And this was particularly mind-blowing to me because last That's week- That's why I didn't recognize him. It was the lack of hair. He's- See, it's kind of weird to see him old because we've all grown up our entire lives thinking he looked old in Back to the Future because they had a lot of makeup on him. And uh, now he really is old and it's actually quite... Anyways, no, I don't want to... He looks good for his age. As excited I was for Lizzo, Cameron was as excited for Christopher. Well, here's why. Let me explain to you why. Last week on the podcast, um, during Meme Minute, but it's longer than a minute, Meme Astro Second, Meme uh, Parsec, um, patent pending on that, on that, <laughs> trademark pending. You can go fight, <laughs> fight Disney for that, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they can't, they can't trademark Parsec. It's a real unit of measurement. Is it really? Yes. It's, it's how you measure the distance that light travels um, in a, a second, I think. It's a measurement of distance. Parsec is a real thing. I look, man. <laughs> look, I didn't take this is way off. I took one astronomy <laughs> class, and you know the first thing I thought of. I was I oh, I had to correct myself because I'm like I don't want to sound too stupid, but the first thought was that's a light year. <laughs> <laughs> no, the light. <laughs> Actually, I might be thinking of light year. No, that's how. No, that's long, how long the sun <laughs> takes. The sun reaches our planet. Anyway, how far light travels we're, we probably we were our not friend, science students our friend Megan is very knowledgeable about such things she's probably yelling we're at her phone so right now roasted. hey hey <laughs> this is for you specifically we were art students and writing let us live <laughs> anyways back to the podcast last week on the in our meme minute but it's longer than a minute segment oh my gosh uh, I played a video with a really fun voice clip from actor Christopher Lee oh. who played Dooku. When I was listening back today, oh, yeah. I accidentally <laughs> said Christopher Lloyd. Oh my gosh. That's why I was a little confused because I think I remember you saying that. Mm -hmm. So when you said Christopher Lloyd, I was thinking he's dead. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to say it. I guess i saw this coming somehow i accidentally said chris floyd's oh name i i you manifested i manifested this, this cameo somehow bryce dallas howard <laughs> listens to our podcast <laughs> and they shot this in the last week somehow um they they they, they just digitally cut out whoever mm -hmm. they had at first so i was blown away by the fact that i was prepared totally prepared to do my christopher lloyd impression on the podcast this week and uh it became more relevant than I could have possibly imagined. Anyways. He, uh, oh, sorry. Ahead. One thing I noticed about that control room, it looked so much, and I don't know. I mean, there's only so many options you can have with a sci-fi control room design. It reminded me a lot of this of the control room from Jurassic World, which Bryce Dallas Howard was in. 
Oh, interesting. That is interesting. So I was, I don't know. I don't know if it's a callback. I don't know if they were like, eh, half circle looks good. But so it's just kind of, kind of fun. Hmm. So. Yeah, I, I, that is, that is, it, it's very telling of, of you, Rachel, that Jurassic Park is on your mind. When I you're, just <laughs> like, I, I just like the dinos. <laughs> it's one of your, uh, what is it from Inside Out core memories? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can look at what the She's book, got the book right here. Jurassic Park specifically. Um, <laughs> what, no, you don't have the Jurassic World Dominion novelization, junior novelization. No, right I don't. Here. Continuing on, uh, Commissioner Hellgate is all like, these people, they, uh, they, they rely too much on their droids. If I were to He's, shut down all the droids, then our entire civilization would collapse, Marty. These darn millennials and their <laughs> droids. I have a button. I could turn them off, but wouldn't do that it would destroy this wait time continuum money i don't think i've ever seen back to the future i don't care i think i might have said it once maybe i saw it once but yeah, I don't megan remember. megan is losing her I know, crap she's you are so she is like clawing her ears off i feel like maybe we watched it together but i couldn't remember I, I don't know i don't i i don't remember a thing from it to clear up the parsec light year thing. Oh my gosh. A parsec is a unit of distance used in astronomy equal to 3.26 light years. One parsec corresponds to the distance at which the mean radius of the Earth's orbit suspends to the angle of one second of arc. A light year is a distance light travels in one year. So mm. there you go. Megan, you don't have to tell me in real life once you listen to this in two months. This is like when Caleb texted our group chat out of nowhere <laughs> after a couple weeks nine minutes 26 seconds oh yeah there is yeah, no caleb, we, caleb <laughs> there, don't add us <laughs> there is no grappling hook in jedi fallen order <laughs> and so our heroes uh go to um figure out what's going on and they go to what's their next step here it's they, like it's like a shipping yard manufacturing yard yeah I, why what what led them there though the ugnots Oh, the Ugnots, Ugnots are the scene. ones of that course. put it, put them together, and then the Ugnots are like. Mm-hmm. So they go down to the Ugnots because Ugnots are the ones you know recommissioning all the robots. And at first, Bogotan is like calling them out, saying they did a bad job and they're not responding. And Mando, looking back to his friend from the first season, uh, uses that name to get some cred and starts throwing out the "I have spoken" line, and it really gets their respect and attention. I thought it was a really cool moment. To call back to that great character sure, from season cool. one. Who's yeah, cool. black series figure I still see on the shelves. <laughs> Take him back, Hasbro. <laughs> and so that leads them to figure out that there's likely going to be another failure um, at the docking yards. And so while Bokatan tries to get information out of a uh, standard issue battle droid voiced by the original voice from the Clone mm-hmm. Wars, Dale no, wait, wrong name. Sorry, I looked at the wrong IMDb. Matthew Wood, who is a sound department uh, guy from lots of Star Wars and then um, did the voice of all the droids in the Clone Wars, uh, you know, very famously. Fun fact, this man is 6'9". <laughs> He's a tall man. <laughs> oh my gosh, that reminds me of news we didn't talk about. We'll have to talk about it at the end. Okay. And, um, oh wait, I'm... I'm not looking at his acting credits. I was curious if he did. Didn't it? Uh, he was the voice of Bib Fortuna in in The Mandalorian, and oh, I clicked the wrong thing. He also voices Bib Fortuna in The Bad Batch, 
Um, he anything else interesting in here? Let's see. A Transformers voice acting. Yeah, let's see. Um. Oh, this is so annoying. Sorry, this is not cooperating. For some reason, under the videos listed on IMDb is a Transformers Dark of the Moon promo, but it's not showing up in his acting credit. So maybe he worked on it on a technical yeah. level. Um, he's also the voice of Bib Fortuna in Star Episode One. That's interesting. So, anyways, uh, that was not a very interesting uh, d- uh, side tangent. So but they, we they get to hear to the sh- classic droid voice, which is a lot of fun. So and then. Uh... Din starts beefing with the super battle droids and to see which one responds and one does respond and runs off and they're like there's the malfunction and so mm-hmm. we get a fun chase scene through the seat the the streets of the city mm-hmm. um where we it's, see some this whole sequence feels very reminiscent of the movie i robot to me yeah and uh you also mentioned that this robot running around resembled a different kind of robot <laughs> The namesake robot of this podcast, actually. Robot, which is the name of part of our podcast. That's what I'm telling you. No, like the specific robot. You said that this battle oh. droid running away resembled a different robot. I was thinking robot. of like a pronoun name. Uh, yeah, Transformers. It was just, I have never seen a battle droid move like that. It was unnerving. I wonder if they did mocap for that. Almost certainly. It felt, it ran very human. It that's was what was just, so awkward about it. I think that's it. what scared me. I was like, this is freaky <laughs> and so they chase the droid down um fun note we see some vespas, vespas in the background which everyone's are... favorite part from book of boba fett <laughs> yep mm-hmm. <laughs> and they end up tracking down the the droid and um, after destroying it these little like police dro- uh floating droids come out and they start saying like please this is please a crime leave scene leave the area this is a crime scene it's very <laughs> wally yes which is uh, just another it's just kind of, it's just a fun it is City. a fun episode. Just like the, the atmosphere, the world. This we is what we like about Star Wars. Nothing happened in this episode. Yeah, screw that. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not either give me plot or entertain me. Or both is nice. Or one or the other. It's Why not when, both? It's when an episode doesn't do either, that's when I get really frustrated. An episode does not have to progress the bigger plot. If it's fun and entertaining or dramatic or character driven, it can be in those things. Lizzo driven. <laughs> This episode is fun. I was super worried when when Jack Black and Lizzo showed up, but the episode really turned around quickly. And one thing you've said, I think at this point, it's such a Clone Wars episode. And it's written by Mr. Clone Wars Hat himself. Mr. Clone Wars Hat himself. Dave No, it's not. It's you not? said it was, so I took you on your word. It's No, I written... said Bryce Dallas Howard directed this. But I thought you said that Filoni wrote this episode. Were you being sarcastic? He's not. Re- he's not. Did I say that? This episode. I thought you did. No, regardless, I, I thought I said. It's not really. I mean, it would have made a lot of sense if he had written it, but the fact that he didn't, it still, it still stands. This episode feels very Clone Wars. Very Clone Wars. You visit a planet. There's some very rich. Affluent, In order to get the goal you characters. need, you got to help out the locals. Mm-hmm. All the droids. Uh, just the, the the sheer amount of droids in in this episode is so fun, and they're all. I mean, the battle droids are CGI, but this particular scene that's about to come up where they go to the droid bar, everyone's practical. Mm-hmm. It, it's so cool. It's so fun. I'm always a big fan of droids in Star Wars. Hey, Favreau, what are we gonna do with all these droids? Put them in a droid bar. <laughs> and so they start interrogating the bartender at this droid bar. 
And so one thing you brought up that I didn't really make the connection until you, we were talking about the scene with the Ugnots earlier. Mm-hmm. There's a very interesting dynamic. So when we go to the Ugnots, Bo comes in and she's like, you guys are bad mechanics and the droids <laughs> are breaking. What is going on? And then Din pulls his, <laughs> I've got a friend card and... I've, I've got a friend who's an Ugnot. So. Like, stop. <laughs> but like he pulls the like, I've got this personal connection with an Ugnot. I have spoken. And so I don't know if it's before or after that, but Din um, looks at Bo and he's like, you can't just come in here and start insulting their work ethic. And mm-hmm. he's like buttering them up. He's like, mm-hmm. you guys are the hardest workers. They're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's butter- <laughs> and so he makes a comment. He's like, you can't just like come in here and start insulting them. You're not going to get anywhere. And then when we see the droid bar, Din comes in ready to beat the <laughs> crap out of these droids. And I mean, he's got some traumatic uh, memories with them. They killed super battle droids, killed his parents. Like a war with the separatists is what killed his family. And so there's an interesting. <laughs> can, can I get through my phrase without you all laughing? All the memes going through my head right now. <laughs> Bo-Katan's like, oh, baby, sweet baby. And Mando's like, you effing donkey. So so we have this interesting dynamic where the first part, you know, Bo comes in, you know, she's like, you guys are bad. And it's like, you can't do that. And so then in the droid bar, it's flipped. Mm-hmm. Din's yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to tase you and rip out your circuits. And Bo just goes, what are you doing? On Reddit, someone said, today on The Mandalorian, Mando is a racist cop. Oh my gosh. His hatred of droids. I thought we were over this after he became friends with the IG, but man, it, his hatred of droids really came out this episode. So, but it's it's very interesting. I liked that. They both learned something from each other. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, one thing we thought was interesting. Well, first of all, the concept of a droid bar is just hilarious. Um, but then so they're talking with the bartender who's like, "We would like to help." And then we are concerned we'll be replaced. Dramatic pause. Well, by who? Humans. And that was just so that was just so good funny. joke. I think we just we just turned and looked at each other. Such a good joke. So But it turned into this emotional moment. And it was something I had kind of noticed before. I thought it was just so all the droids are very like retro. They're all practical effects. They're all very retro design. And I thought, oh, it's very Star Wars-y. Um, but I didn't consider the fact that what they say here in a second, they're all old droids mm-hmm. who would have been decommissioned anywhere else mm-hmm. in the galaxy. And these droids come here for work, which is wild. And this was set up early, early in the season somewhat. I was rewatching um, episode three of this season earlier today. And um, it's the episode where they're on Coruscant and... Dr. Pershing is in like the taxi and it's being driven by a droid. And the droid mm-hmm. starts telling him about the um, all the different sites he could see in the city. And what I didn't catch when we watched it was the droid says something about, I especially liked this thing. The droid himself is doing yes. these things. I thought it was really interesting. Yes. So they've already been laying the seat to this, this idea of droid autonomy, uh, which obviously Solo heavily handed, heavy handedly, heavy handedly did that. Um, but even in the, within this show, they've already been um, setting up for this. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It's been really nice seeing the expansions. On Reddit, someone... So they in, they start interrogating this droid uh, bartender, and he ends up helping them because 
what you just said they're afraid of getting shut down and so if they shut down all the droids they're just they're they're gonna get killed mm-hmm. um and they don't want to be replaced and so din says uh so in this uh reddit post it says din you can't reason with droids they're just dumb machines the robot we should be friends yeah <laughs> pretty good um so we find out that uh the droids one one last thing this would have been a, a good place they show up bogotan is like trying to negotiate and din is like i won't hesitate batch oh anyways so we find out that the droids got a bad batch of moonshine um batch and bad batch (laughs) so they got some some uh bad moonshine that has come with some nepeth i don't know basically it has come with a weird antibody that is making them freak out and so then we go to a droid morgue (laughs) No, there's one of two things here. Both are hilarious. Either they have a droid morgue or this is a normal morgue where they put the dead robot in. Uh, both are hilarious. It's I agree. Every, it's just a morgue for everyone, which uh, brings up the fact, do do droids mourn? Mm, that is interesting. Anyways, we're not going to get too deep into that. But uh, <laughs> so they're like, oh, is it still active? And yes, the it's still active. It takes over the former Imperial torture droid um ooh, sorry i just heard my input come in through my ears <laughs> um but so um they find out that this it's like a we it's like a written code that is in the droid drink that has been ordered not on the government books an individual has ordered it and so there's only really it was uh requisitioned through like security there's only one person who could have done that hmm and it was Christopher Lloyd himself. <laughs> Commissioner Hellgate, which I don't know if we had heard his name prior to that moment or not, but once we heard his name and he's revealed as the villain of the episode, it's like, well, that was pretty obvious, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Commissioner Hellgate. Hmm. Yeah. You think maybe he's the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so- it turns out he is a former separatist, separatist. and someone on Reddit uh, so he he goes on. He's like, Count Dooku was, was a visionary. <laughs> and someone on Reddit said, Dooku truthers are canon now. <laughs> if I had a nickel for each show this year that referenced Dooku kind of in, in depth, I'd have mm-hmm. two nickels. Yeah, because I said cut to the Bad Batch <laughs> episode that we see all his treasure. Just ha- Yeah, the old man oh, that man. was like, man, we were separatists, but Dooku was something. Uh, th- technically, you can count three if you count Tales of the Jedi from last year. Yeah. Lots of Dooku references in yeah. recent canon. So they, They've been really exploring his character. But um, yeah, that, that's kind of a funny moment to have this old man being like... <gasps> Yeah. Oh, we won't stand. Uh, what's he? He says uh, separatist is a pejorative term. <laughs> yeah, because Bo's like you're a separatist, and he's like, what? Yeah. Um. So they tase him, and they take him to Lizzo and Jack Black, and and Lizzo's like, you served my family faithfully for many years, and he's like, hopefully I can fall into your good graces again, and she's like, mm, maybe. <laughs> um. So they arrest him, and then side the quest has been completed. So they, Bo and Din, get the key to the city. Um, and they get permission to go to the Mandalorian fleet, which has been parked outside in the forest. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so they roll up. I'm trying to figure out exactly how to describe this setting. For what it comes off as immediately a little bit odd, 
because most of this show takes place on green screens and on sets, but this is very clearly shot in a real field that has real sunlight, so it's a bit off right off the bat because of that. But they're all just- They could actually film outside because California's gotten rain. <laughs> so it's green. And it's just a little, they're, they're, they're hanging out in a field, sitting on boxes or training, and I can't quite pin down what it feels like. I was about to say, like, Mandalorian Burning Man, but they're not partying, it's so... It's Boy Scouts. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> or, Man- like, or, like... Mando Scouts. <laughs> or, like... Oh, it's, um... It's J-R-O-T-C. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which is R-O-T-C. <laughs> Drag them. No, but it's just a little... <laughs> no, the, the Mandalorians, <laughs> not J-R-O-T-C. <laughs> No, we don't want to. <laughs> That's what it gave. It gives me like summer training camp vibes. So and we- yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Speaking of which, then it kind of just reminds me of the uh, the camp from Jojo Rabbit. All oh, the, the oh, young Nazis. <laughs> no. <laughs> blowing Will stuff that get up. us in trouble if we talk about that movie? I don't care. I don't know. That's because, a flag. Well, I was saying that's a flagged word on some social medias. Well, thankfully we're not we're on RSS feed, so I don't think we can get tagged. So, Fight me. Anyways, Jojo Rabbit was a fantastic <laughs> film, and if you haven't seen it, you should. Is there any Star Wars connection there? I'm trying to think. Oh, Taika Waititi, who makes works on Star Wars stuff. Yeah, he so was, there he you was go. the voice of IG. Voice of IG directed multiple Mando episodes supposed and is supposedly ma- be, making a movie. Which, at this point, I hold my breath. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you are holding your breath? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, anyways, I his last movies have not done it for me, to say the least. Well, just his most recent one. He's only made one since Jojo Rabbit. Has it really only been one? Yeah. Did Ragnarok come out before that? Yeah. I don't know what year it is anymore. But <laughs> You didn't like Ragnarok? No, I did like Ragnarok. Yeah. I did, I did not like Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yeah, so he's made... It was like, you said you yeah. didn't like his most recent ones. That just being one film. I thought he made more. No, just one. Anyways. Anyways. Um. So now Bogotan challenges uh, the new leader. Uh, Axe Wolves. Axe Wolves. Yeah. Every time so I say that word, it's like trial by wolves. combat. Not trial. I, just a uh, just combat. <laughs> I know. I was making a joke. What's a joke then? It's, it's for the people that know about Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, I see. Uh-huh. Anyways, so they start beefing out on the field uh fighting uh and so it looked fun like it looked fine like looked good um Bo wins and axe wolves is like he'll never be leader but it uh-huh. should be him and din immediately is like i don't want it <laughs> <laughs> and so you know there's some contention because they're like or he bit oh oh Axe is like you would have to have the dark saber, and like Din cannot get it out of his hands fast enough. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's a gift. And she's like, I can't take it. <laughs> and so then he launches into a little monologue that honestly answers a lot of people's questions from episode two. Or yeah. is it episode three? Episode two of the season. It is. Yeah. Epi- yeah. Where they go to Mandalore, and he gets captured by not General Grievous and <laughs> by slimy Bayformers General Grievous. Yeah. <laughs> And Bo saves him by taking the dark saber, mm-hmm. and she gives it back to him. 
And so he confirms what we'd all been thinking since she saved him and defeated what defeated him. Mm -hmm. Would the Darksaber technically be hers? And so Din confirms that. He's like, hey, I lost fair and square. Someone took it from me. And she killed them and won. And so, and he goes, would it not belong to her? Mm -hmm. And the Mandalorians are like, hmm. Works for us. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of get to see a point where I'm curious to see if that will come up as a form of contention of no one else was there. How do we know that's true? Hmm. Yeah, I guess that... I guess but for the well, plot to move along, it would just like be way too much for people to start questioning on that level i guess but so my thought was he's been sitting on this one for a while he he's been ready to give this up. i guess she demonstrated that she wouldn't lie about it because she wouldn't take it from true him. she gave it back like which she, is, he just tried to give it to her and he and he wouldn't take yeah and she gave gosh, it back i can't him. believe mandalorian is making me like Bo. oh <laughs> man that, don't know where you still have your hatred for crosshair okay but i also disliked crosshair before bad batch <laughs> Not to go on a rant, but I disliked Crosshair from the very beginning when they first introduced him. So not if I disliked him before he was Empire, there's really not much they can do. Anyways, um, so Bo has the Darksaber now. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so, how the episode ends. Yeah, which is really interesting. Well, we get to see her earn it this time. Sabine gave it to her the last time. Uh, yeah. So, so now yeah. she has earned it true yeah and one thing you had brought up was you're like so is are these the mandalorians that freed moff gideon yes what my immediate thought is my immediate thought is i'm not sure if that's them because i don't know if this is just like a third mercenary there's Mm. so many mandalorian factions i if i had to guess i feel like i don't know if it's them it could be and that could be the point of contention that you know mando is now working with the people that freed moff gideon and there's a bit you know going to be contention between the republic however there's a separate faction of imperial commando Mm. mandalorians that we saw in rebels specifically the saxon house yeah like we saw gar saxon he was the leader that he i think he had the dark saber for a while Mm. but so though we see them i mean sabine's brother was one until he changed his mind a lot of Mandalorians were in part of those Imperial Commandos for a while until, you know, things happen. But so, if I had to guess, I feel like my prediction is that there are still some of those loyalists floating around, and they are the ones that, uh, that's my prediction. It's the former Imperial Commando Mandalorians that rescued Moff Gideon. Yes, I am standing by what I said in the last episode where I'm expecting a Mando on Mando fight. And, and Mando on Mando action. I'm ready for it. Um, it could be, I guess there's kind of one or two paths going forward. Either it's a different faction that did that, and we're going to see this Mando faction fight that Mando faction. It's Boba Fett. <laughs> I would I'm, love it's, that. It's, Bo- it's Boba Fett and his Vespa kids. They'd get wiped out. I'm kidding. I'm they'd, kidding. they'd be dead so quick. <laughs> Look, I... I like that crew, despite all the weird writing They're of the so Boba fun. Fett. They're I fun. like them. It's a fun thing. I love Boba adopting these kids off the street. You guys want jobs? I'll give you jobs. I love it. <laughs> but uh, 
they would have no chance. No, no they would No chance whatsoever against this man. They could barely fight in Tatooine. So. Anyways. What a fun episode. Fun, very fun episode. We skipped one thing, uh, oh. which was a not really a plot, but as a running gag that Lizzo's character, the Duchess, was obsessed with Grogu. Yes! And he returned <laughs> the favor. Grogu is there, food motivated. Is there a... Uh, a word for Lizzo's fans, or like Liz heads, or or Lizzies, or I, something. I, I have no. Let's, idea. let's look it up. I have no idea. Because Grogu is one of them. <laughs> Term for fans of Lizzo. What's a Lizzo fan called? <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> Lesbians. <laughs> Grogu's a lesbian. Confirmed. That's so good. Oh. That is so good. Wow. Anyways, just wanted to, to 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 make that little note, and so um, I feel like I had a, another thought, but uh, you know, Bo-Katan really building up her her run for the crown this year. I think she could go all the way. I, I think she's got a chance at the at the, at the throne. I think Sabine would support her. <laughs> yeah, which we're not gonna we're not I, we're not gonna see her this season. <gasps> end credits season. End credits on chapter on the last one. She's slowly building up a nice run of celebrity endorsements. <laughs> the <laughs> the armor, the former owner of the uh, dark saber. Next, next Sabine would be a good one, though Sabine might not be. What we've discussed previously she's is she's probably not going to show up till Ahsoka. Well, she created a thing that can uh, break through a weapon that can harm. Oh yeah, that was a bit. That was a bit of a rough. So she's part probably for her not super season. popular. Well, but the they kind of fixed that because that when she showed up with the dark saber for a little while, the Mandalorians were like, "Oh crap!" Yeah, yeah. But she what doesn't if, have the. She if, doesn't have it now. No, and she doesn't. They may not clearly, like these guys hold grudges. These these Mando guys. A little bit. They're they are salty batches of Mandalorians. <laughs> oh, it's gonna overstay its welcome real fast. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's the end of that episode, and it's that good. moves us on to meme minute. But it's longer than a minute. The meme parsec meme astro segment. Um, what memes you got for me this week? A lot. Go for it. So this is not really a meme, but these are some really cool uh, Transformers cosplays. Oh, very nice. They're really tall and looks just like G1 yeah. uh, Megatron. And that one was not facing the camera. So I, I believe it was see. Starscream. Those were very cool. But like, those are, those are intense. Those are, yeah, it's Starscream. They're, I mean, it's kind of hard. You probably won't understand it until you see it, but they are... These people on stilts are at least three feet up in the air. It's uh -huh. very imposing. It's Absolutely. very cool. Yeah, that is that is very fun. Um, I hear this fun club music. Uh, so you just out of nowhere this week texted me a photo. It's the format of someone holding a gun pointing oh, no. at the sun. But someone's photoshopped Dave Filoni's face over the sun. And it, you oh. just texted in all caps, Where is Callus Cowboy Hat Man? <laughs> Where is he, Dave? Very funny. Um, that is one of my favorite. I have such a good, I have so much fun formats of that. Because there's another one where someone is like lifting their arms to the sun. And there's another <laughs> transposed image of Dave Filoni. My other favorite one was someone, when Andor came out, took that image but just 
hosted Tony Gilroy's face over. That's great. You know, Um, that's funny that both those memes exist. Both a meme of someone praising the son, Dave Filoni, and someone aiming a gun. Because at any given time, that is the Star Wars fan base. For context, it is a picture of someone pointing like a gun at the sun. Yes. And the sun. That's what I said. Okay, I wanted to make sure it was clear that it wasn't yeah. actually at Dave Floyd, but it's the no, not real da- yes, cropped definitely not. head of him in the sky. Uh, at any given time, that is the fan base. If things are going <laughs> well, they're praising Dave Floney. And if things go slightly against what they want it to be, they just start dragging him. No, that's when they start blaming Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Well, they will also, I've definitely seen a lot of hate for him on anyways true this, it depends <laughs> so this is uh this is a photograph taken in the, the wild the, 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 uh the fandom the, fandom <laughs> the star minutes. wars fandom is a cruel mistress <laughs> uh i i'm gonna get a live reaction from rachel here <laughs> supreme machine i was at tj maxx and i found this where toy- uh, in Iowa. Oh, I was like, we got one! <laughs> Dang, I tr- I've tried not to give away our location in the on-running joke of not doxing ourselves. We don't live in Iowa, but anyways. We do not. <laughs> so I was like, TJ Maxx! <laughs> That's like when I went to that antique store in town and found the transforming robot yeah, toy. exactly. So these are called oh. Supreme Machine Rocket Bots. Two in one. Oh, it's all in Spanish. Nice. Two in dot. Oh, it has both all three. Never mind. It's not in Spanish. It has the word in three times in three different languages. Uh, say transforme. And one is yellow, even. Very. Aww. Yeah. And the, But it's just like they don't really transform. They just like are a robot and then like they go down and they become a car. Free wheel action. <laughs> Six different available bots. Six different robots disappear. Dis- oh, I shouldn't have even tried. Displonables. Oh, man. This is going downhill really fast. <laughs> well, that's all I've got for the week. Oh, my god! Oh, no, I have one more. I have one more. Okay, so you go. No, you go, because I have a lot. Well, this is the Unless vi- you want to go last. Another visual meme, but I just want to get your live reaction. Visual. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, what Rachel's looking oh, at no! right now is an image of... <laughs> Uh, of tech joining a bunch of his clone brothers in heaven and it's an image of all the different clones who have died throughout the, of like the famous oh clones gosh. who have died throughout Clone Wars and Bad Batch <laughs> I don't think they put Wilco here Wilco was not a beloved character <laughs> you'd be surprised he was in one episode you'd be surprised uh- <laughs> I have a lot of TikToks more than anything else. Oh, and also, uh, Tech has a, a halo He's above his head. Halos. That's pretty good. Uh, I found that and just lost it. Oh, that was great. What? Oh, I sent you another meme that I thought was funny. It was like picture. I was so I'm cleaning out my phone camera. Uh huh. And I sent you. It's it's the really right in front. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, you sent me. <laughs> I don't know if this is the one, but we, no, it's this one. It's the second one. No, they're two different. They're two different. <laughs> they memes. are separate. They do not oh. go together. It's like this, like little guy, and it says "really" right in front of my Optimus Prime, and he's holding an Optimus no, Prime. No, it's toy. Optimum Prime. Oh, Prime. oh. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, um, nice. anyways, it's very good. But I have I have that meme in two formats. I have that one, and then the other one is really right in front of my crab rangoons. <laughs> it's the two formats. Um, so I'm, I'm on TikToks, and Cameron just heard the first note of this TikTok uh, and knew what it was. So I'm gonna put it. It's probably gonna be too loud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's too. Ooh. 
Who do they think they are? It's Crosshair and Hunter. I always do that. So it's, it's that audio <laughs> where, where SpongeBob <laughs> freaking out about getting replaced and it's uh, Crosshair. It's, it's, it's Wrecker. <laughs> a Wrecker as, as Patrick. As Patrick, it's good. Uh, here's a meme you sent me this week. It's just a picture of Megatron with a flat build hat and camouflage shorts on and a cross around his neck and some sort of uh, shirt that I can't, I think it says God's Army, but I can't quite read it. It's very pixelated, but he's holding a Trump 2020 flag and it says Magatron. <laughs> Pretty good. I can't remember where I found that one. It's been, it's, it's been in my camera roll for a long time because I thought it was funny. Um, Mandalorian, this is last week's episode reaction. Sir, will you please stop staring at me? Where's the rest of you? It's, it's, uh-huh. ca- it's captured when Zeb shows up without Kyle's. Where's the rest of you? That's <laughs> my reaction. Um, I, I don't remember. Oh, so do you have something? Uh, we also just spent a couple of minutes sending each other uh, Kerbo gifts as reactions to <sighs> plug for last week's some episode. of our favorite YouTube, one of our favorite YouTubers, Terminal Montage. Yeah, check him out, phenomenal animator. And it's just like, it's all the Kerbos freaking out, and I that was us when Zeb showed up, and then a gif of <laughs> a gif of Kirby just like shooting a bunch of things and exploding. And I just said Mando showing up and kick it pirate, kicking pirate ass. <laughs> Please. Uh, Mandalorian Chapter 1 Recap Without Context. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that's awful. I'm so sorry. (laughs) This is probably better visual, but... It's all Pirates Caribbean footage. Is this Game of Thrones? No, it's Lord of the Rings, I think. Oh. Robbed of their homeland. This is different movies. This is some sort of war film. Some sort of tactical war film. This is Halo. Master Chief dropping down. Uh huh. <laughs> it's a ship from from uh, Star Trek. And Zeb just, <laughs> Zeb just waving. <laughs> very good build up. Very, great very, payoff. Very, very nice. Love it. I have too many TikTok links to that. <laughs> I got a lot, so. Go for I it. Feel, Keep um, going. Customized your oh. Tech to make oh my gosh. Here's how to customize your bad badge tech Uh-oh. minifig to make a more screen Uh-oh. accurate. He's a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. They put the tech helmet on a Lego skeleton. It's very good. Um, this is so visual. But I just want to get your reaction to it. Um, yes, please do. It's a, it's a stitch. It says Echo poster. And on the right, there's a spoon going down. It's the water. See it's connected to. <laughs> Oh, the spoon is connected to a. <laughs> the spoon is connected to a screw, uh, a uh, drill. 
and he's making hot chocolate, <laughs> implying this is how tech or how Echo makes it's hot so, chocolate. It's so yeah, it's someone making hot chocolate with or a chocolate sp- milk, chocolate milk with a spoon attached to a drill, and someone stitched it just with the Echo character poster. Um, okay, so Star Wars posted this backseat driving like. And it is pictures of, I don't know what episode, but Hera and Kanan reacting to something Chopper has done <laughs> while they're driving the ghost. And I just thought, I thought it's just fun. funny that they, uh, that Star Wars posted that. Oh, wait, I think the caption was, the caption was what did it. Star Wars captioned it, Adventures with Mom and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I laughed really hard at this one. Got to write down the time code. Thank you for giving me extra work, Rachel. You're welcome. It's, it's the scene from last episode where Tech is falling and it immediately edits Tech into falling into the back rooms. <laughs> That's, it's really funny. Okay, I wrote it down. We're to censor your your swears. So this this isn't a meme, but um, so it's not a meme. But I saw this TikTok that I thought was really interesting. I accidentally put it in the meme link because I'm like, this is where the TikTok links go. go. Um, I really thought this was cool. Now. About a week or two ago, these pictures were showing up. Shows a Mandalorian. You see the back of his helmet. It's like a, it's like a leather helmet. And then more pictures, you realize it's one of the uh, foundlings. It's a kid. Well, somebody working on the set finally let out why that was the case. Shauna, who works on the set, said some of the kids had special needs. And they are willing to adapt to help the kids out. Don't forget, you know, these are kids and they could be on set for hours wearing those helmets. So that's really cool that they were able to, you know, adapt and help them out. She even said, consider it a Mandalorian adaptation to meet folks where they are. And I do feel like it is a Mandalorian thing to do that. Like, help, you know. So what yeah. he's referencing is one of the helmets we can see on one of the younglings has, like, not necessarily the back cut out, but it's, like, the back mm-hmm. has, like, extra padding. So it's interesting that. Well, not interesting, but really cool that mm-hmm. they were adapting that because that, oh gosh, I can't imagine this, like if someone maybe had sensory issues mm-hmm. and wearing a helmet for hours at a time. So that was just, that was just really cool yeah. that they did that. Um, so that is not, that is not a meme. Yeah. Relevant to that though, um, we did make a, have a meme last week of uh, <laughs> Grogu over here getting expensive armor and the other mando foundlings are getting costumes bought at walmart remember that yeah primarily because the youngling the other uh foundling helmets their visors are abnormally large compared to the other mandalorian They're actually helmets letting them see and i realized this week looking at something in my own bedroom reminded me why exactly that helmet looks like a costume it's because the visors are so shiny. Well, not as shiny, but large. But, yeah. But wider so than they're can, supposed to be. So you can see out of them. So what I just showed Rachel was a, I have a, co- a children's toy costume clone helmet in my room. And the visor is way wider than the real clone troopers helmets are or Jango Fett or whoever. 
So that's what very much what it resembles in the episode. So this is the last meme I have. Go for it. I can remain silent. I choose to waive that right. (laughs) 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 So this video had that conversation staged between Kanan and... (gasps) Wait. Oh, that's I totally, not Kaden. My brain totally filled that in. Callus and uh, Ezra, which makes way more sense. That's really funny. That's way funnier. That's fun, much <laughs> so funnier. It's good. It's it's very. It's just I was cracking up very on brand. Love it. You have the right to remain silent. I wave that right. Screams. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's real good. Very on well, brand. That closes out this week's episode of Rebels and Robots. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, thank Ooh. you to Caleb Jacoby. Yes. Uh, y- you can get through the thanks. I have a last thing to add on. Well, this is this is the closing. So if you want right. to add on anything, so then. next week Cameron has given me permission, and we're finally <laughs> we're finally gonna watch another episode of Transformers G One from my carefully curated YouTube playlist. So be on the lookout for next week's episode because Cameron has finally allowed it. We're gonna put some rebels into the Rebels and Robots podcast. Some rebels and the rebels and robots. Did I say rebels? I meant robots. Gosh dang it. (laughs) We're going to put some robots in the rebels and robots podcast. Some other, some Hasbro. Oh, wait, no, it's kind of all Hasbro merchandise wise. Some Transformers robots, uh not just Star Wars robots. The other sentient robots. Anyways, as always, thank you to Caleb Jacoby for our intro and outro music. Props to Rachel for our beautiful artwork. Props to Cameron for editing this, uh, for editing all the podcasts and putting in all of the mysterious <laughs> uh, sensor noises that I never hear until production. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. I don't tell her to say that. So that must mean it's true. Anyways, this is Cameron and Rachel signing off saying, Separative is a pejorative term. Marty Dooku is still alive. Dooku for Chancellor, year AY10. Yeah, no. Go listen to Lizzo's newest album, though. (laughs) (laughs) So what Rachel is saying is, this is Cameron and Rachel signing off saying, go listen to Lizzo's new album. (laughs) 